Hello, and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your host, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong, with special guest, David Cantu. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. I am Tyler. I'm David Cantu. And I'm Chris. And today we are talking about the new film, Ready Player One, uh, starring Steven Spielberg and uh, <laughs> and the Back to the Future car. Uh, and music by John Williams, right? Yeah, of course. Nope. M- was it? It was a great <laughs> soundtrack. Music by the 1980s. Yeah, pretty much it. It's like Steven Spielberg said, no, John, I'm a grown-up. I'm doing this one on my own. <laughs> I guess, as we always do, we'll talk about our theater experience. We did something a little bit different this time. Uh, we went to the uh, the Warren in Old Town, which is a very different theater from uh, a little bit the same, a lot, lot a bit different. <laughs> um, <laughs> What, what, what did you guys... I've been there once before. What did you you guys think about it? You've Excellent. never been there before? I've, wa- I've been there once before. Really? Okay, gotcha. That it That's just such an amazing theater, especially because, I mean, you have the little button on your uh, armrest, which, how great is it that everyone has two armrests, but yeah. you press the button, a waiter shows up, gets your order, which, how often do you think those guys get told off for like, excuse me, we're watching a movie? It's like, well... Yeah. You knew what you signed up for. Right, like, this yeah, is yeah. a place where you could get food while or drinks and yeah, hell, so much stuff. I was regretting not paying for it like up front because then like yeah, and, like the it, it comes in the third act. And... Yeah, well, the what it said on the menu was uh, the second of the three pay options, which was pay at the end, uh, pay up front, pay thirty to forty minutes until the end of the movie. So as soon as he came and I, he was see, like, I... "Let's clear out your tab," that was right, like you said, in the climax. And beyond that, it was, oh. (laughs) At that point, I was very aware of the fact that I was watching a movie, and it was ending in about half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, for you, how about for you, Chris? Um, It was pretty cool. Like, um, this was your first time. Yeah, first time being at the Old Town Warren. And, you know, I've been to theaters, obviously, I've done that sort of thing before. Like, they kind of bring your food. Thankfully, like I said, it's it's nice that they had the option to let you just kind of pay for your food there, which is like, I was like, there's no way I'm like going to have this guy like come be like, well, I'm trying to watch. Yeah. Especially with this movie, I have like really seen some, you know, really good stuff from it, you know, some hype, like, some hype or whatever. Yeah. I didn't actually read the book. Actually, any of you guys read the book here? <laughs> you think I read? Yeah, yeah. You think okay. I know how? Perfect. <laughs> so like we're the uh, the perfect audience to go see this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway... But for the, as far as the theater is concerned, it was really cool. You know? Very cool. Thing. Like, yeah. It's an every once in a while thing. Like, I wouldn't do it for every movie by any means. It can be I, very expensive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I The only time I've gone there before, uh, they had a special screening of Akira, and that was a good time. That was the time that I went there, and they were using the Blu-ray because the menu was on the big screen. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah. So, yeah. Great theater. Um, so I guess we'll get into non-spoiler territory for the movie itself. You're our special guest, David, David J. Cantu. Go ahead. Well, non-spoiler wise, we'll have to be short then because, I mean, I I was already optimistic. I mean, they've done a great job when it came to the ads for this movie. Mm -hmm. And I ended up doing exactly what I told myself not to do, which was don't spend the entire movie looking for as many IPs as you could possibly (laughs) spot. Because there's so many just obscure characters that I'm like, is that is that just something that someone came up with for this movie? Right. I'm like, is, or is that just something I don't recognize? Like, who knows? Is it is every character on the screen actually from something? 
how many of these are original. Right. I really don't know, you know? A good portion of them seem to be, like, made up. Like, especially if, like, they're the main characters. Except for, um, H. Yeah. Uh, I think that's The model from a, he uses? I, I think that's from a she, game. Tyler says it is from a game, so it must be a fact. I, yeah, I am. There's no fact-checking here. I am the gamer boy here. <laughs> <laughs> I play lots of video. I've, I've, I've bought, a, I buy a video game at least every five years. Yeah, I can, I can say that, um, like, just non-spoiler stuff, by the way. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned before, none of us have read the book. I, as far as what I knew for this movie, was that pop culture stuff was kind of like relevant, it integrated, integrated into, the plot. into it. Yeah, and it's not just like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I remember the Iron Giant. I remember, you know, this thing, whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is actually, you know, useful. Member Berry movie. I, yeah. I should yeah. say, just touching on that point in general, uh, like, that was something you and I were both worried about yeah, going absolutely. into it. And there were only a couple times where, like, oh, that's the thing from that thing. And, like, it's like it's like when there's like a uh, the later seasons of The Simpsons when there's like a special guest. It's like oh, it's so and so. Yeah, it's, it's Tom Hanks. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, it is Tom Hanks. But it wasn't bad throughout. The, like a lot of stuff was just kind of on screen and it didn't like uh, bring it down at all. And when they pointed it out, I mean, they were doing it as fans. The characters yeah. of the movie were fans of what they were seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't invasive. Well, so just yeah. like as just like as an example, nothing that I don't think it's a spoiler because it's in the trailer. Yeah, is the Back to the Future car? It's not like guys, guys, everybody look at the Back to the Future car. It's like oh, it's kind of you know there's a glory shot in there of the thing. Yeah. But otherwise, it's like oh yeah, it's just this, it's just, just the dude's car. There's a couple cues like in the uh, uh, one I actually really appreciated was um, there's like they use something that's like Robert Zemeckis related, um, yeah. and it does like a little Back to the Future cue in the uh, in the music. Right, and that, it, they did a couple times where there's like, um, like a cue like that. Alan, Alan Silvestri, by the way, was the one that wrote the music for this. He did Back to the Future as well. Right, a few yeah. other things. He does most of Zemeckis' stuff. Right, and it, it's cool that like he was on there. Like uh, he's he's somebody that I put up there like pretty close to like John Williams. Uh, it's but unfortunately John Williams is like so you know great whatever. Like he kind of gets like overshadowed easily by him. I feel but, like I feel like Silvestri can, stands out uh, in in certain in certain spots. I feel like he has. Or maybe maybe I'm confusing him with someone else, but uh, I think he's made a few more like memorable things as of recent than Williams has. Williams is kind of as of recent, yeah, you're right. Re- yeah. Williams has kind of reused the same stuff for the last like you know, if, well, it's been like you know, ten years. So that means like fifty movies for him, right? So, um, <laughs> I, I guess I guess then you could say that you know, uh, Sylvester and Williams were both like at their like at like their peak i guess during the back in the olden days yeah and then now sylvester's kind of come back out again yeah it seems like it's like oh yeah this guy this guy is great still by the way you know yeah. uh, he, did, he did the soundtrack to cosmos and i love that soundtrack yeah. that's i have uh all of it that i could find basically mm-hmm. like, this is this is great even though it's, yeah, it's some reused themes sure but it's great though one of the last little things here i was gonna say uh for my nine spoilers is that like Simon Pegg was in this movie, and I don't remember <laughs> which part he was playing. <laughs> he was the curator oh, slash the, uh, the co-owner. He was doing an American him. accent. Okay, that was him. Okay, yeah. I was like, I turned to Cantu and I was like, "That's Simon Pegg, and he's doing an American accent." Because they had only yeah. been like in wide shots until then, so I didn't really get a good look at his face. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> no, as soon as you said that, too, I was like, "You got a point." So I like just zeroed in, and I was like. I never heard him do one before. I mean, and we're was, Midwestern, so that doesn't on. sound quite right to us. But it was, it's like, yeah, that's what, com- that's the voice comedians use when they're trying to do an American, well, almost nice, uh, he, nice he, way. he did a good one. Like, he didn't, yeah. most of the time when, 
uh, people try to do the American accent, they lean like because mm-hmm. like, like an R, like the R sound is a big part of it. They lean really heavy onto it. Mm-hmm. So, oh hi, I'm doing an American accent. Like, no, no you're not. <laughs> you're not even close. Really, I would just assume that someone would be doing a from the south. You know, dear, dear, dear. yeah. They do that. I, I wonder what's what's easier. Is the is a southern accent easier? Yeah, because okay. it's it's more cartoony. Oh yeah, I guess fair enough. Um, but that, that's that's all I have for notes on the um, non spoiler spoiler stuff. Yeah. Um. So I guess in general, is do you give a recommendation for the movie? Yeah, I do. Especially like, especially like if you enjoy uh, sci-fi and just have like you know nostalgia, I guess you can. Mm-hmm. It definitely plays into that pretty well. Shoot, I mean, you don't have to like much to like this movie. I mean, mm-hmm. there's something for everyone in there. And let's be real: if you see a character that you've identified with at some other point in your life just portrayed on this screen, I mean, how many kids uh, spend hundreds of hours of their life playing Halo? Mm-hmm. I know I probably yeah. I probably spent like a couple dozen mm. in my life and i liked halo and when those guys were there charging just, on the screen was i was just scene. like it made me laugh when there were yeah. like a bunch of like there were just like a group of like 10 master chiefs yeah. running like oh like a bunch of unoriginal kids they might have been sorry they might have been just spartans in yeah, general spartans. i don't know because <laughs> no, um, it shows like the little kids actually running across the street or whatever yeah and it just yeah. pops to them i was like oh yeah yep. that, that makes sense um <laughs> I uh, say we're we're a, we're able to spoil now that we're talking about people running in the streets while they're <laughs> in this virtual world. I, I'd say it's worth seeing on like a bigger screen uh, because of the the scope of it. Uh, we will move into spoilers now. Freaking uh, like the 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 quest. Where I'm trying. I'm, I'm wondering if the quest to get the keys. How different that is from the book itself? Because you know the book was from 2011. And I'm wondering, like, you know, there's so much times that's happened since, like, more things have happened, more, like, pop culture things. maybe. That but I, all of them are grounded pretty much in the 80s, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like it's very possible that it could have still been the, the same sort of thing. Well, one thing you got to remember with all those 80 characters uh, is that think of all the different, the varied base that you have there. And, I mean, it's one thing that I've been saying since I was a little kid, because you know how lonely old people are. Mm-hmm. And I say, oh, great. Well, once my body isn't good for having fun anymore, I will be a bedridden old person who's marathoning all his favorite games. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that is just part of the plan for me. With those old people, I mean, it's not surprising that they were all logged in. I mean, if you, oh, yeah. there were so many just elderly in the crowd. I don't know if you noticed at the end yeah. when they were just kind of mobbing. And it, make, it makes sense generation-wise, too. Because, like, I was thinking about, like, because one thing I was thinking about, like, there's a lot of 80s stuff in here, and it's like, do, does the 80s really stick in, like, you know, for another 40 years as, like, the like the be-all, end-all decade for, like, pop culture? Uh, and, like, granted, you know, I, like, there's a lot of great stuff that came from there, and, like, you know, I I have plenty of 80s things I'm obsessed with, but it's like, that's it? <laughs> like, there, there are a few more modern things, though. Yeah, and it's, you know, uh, what was it, 2045, let's say, mm-hmm. when it takes place? It's not too far away. It's not too, too far away. But at the same time, like, are people still referencing, like, you know, big band music from, like, the, like, the, what was it, the 20s or whatever? Yeah. You know, are people just, you know, SPO, I guess, styles coming back a little bit in the way, but. Very, very sparsely from the 20s, though. Yeah. And I guess the 80s has one thing, which is that, you know, yeah, like, as you mentioned right there, you have some stuff, like, you really appreciate from the 80s. And it's, like, it's, like, that's probably a decade that's going to, like, last 
much longer than things from maybe the 90s or even maybe in the 2000s. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's, not a, yeah, not a lot of 90s properties in there. No. And it's and it's because the author was probably a kid in the 80s. Yeah, probably <laughs> like, excuse so, yeah. me. Quick question. When did this come out, actually? The book? The movie. The movie. When did, when was the first day that it started? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks? Okay. I was wondering if it could have possibly been on Sunday because this movie is all about finding the Easter egg. Uh-huh. And this movie is all about people while they're watching it finding the Easter eggs that they are looking for. Uh-huh. That that's more that feeds right Easter back into comes. what I was talking about yeah. there. Yeah, though it's all Easter eggs. It's oh. all Jesus did this. I'm you're, certain you're referencing the Passover, right? No, no, stop it. <laughs> but yeah, basically, it could have been called Easter Egg the movie. Yeah. So so what you're saying is. Uh, Steven Spielberg is Jesus Christ. I wasn't saying that, but, <laughs> but I now mean, that you're saying how it. else can you explain his ability to shoot Triceratops? <laughs> Not just anyone can do that. I've never shot a Triceratops. Um, speaking of dinosaurs, so the T-Rex shows up in the movie. Oh, I thought you were going to start talking about Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Yes. Speaking of T-Rexes, Steven Spielberg directed the movie. Um, no, uh, the T-Rex shows up and like... You know, I know there was like a thing about like, oh, they're not gonna let let him, you know, or he doesn't want to have anything referencing his yeah. movies. Where like, even if it was a generic T Rex, it's gonna be Jurassic Park. Yeah, that's all there is to it. Like, there's there's no other way to like get around that. Well, especially with like its skin color and everything, it looked like the original yeah. Jurassic Park T Rex. So, did this feel like a Steven Spielberg movie to you? Um, you know, it kind of did. It didn't at all for me. It, it kind of like I I felt like when we were watching the like the Oasis scenes. I was like, is was this directed by the CG artists and like they like they threw in all the properties they wanted to? Because like, there's no way like this, lo- this this era of pop culture isn't important to him. So like, <laughs> what like you know what is he like? What did he get out of it? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, honestly, like I I look at the lighting, I look at the cinematography, and it, it matches so much with like his stuff that you know maybe like the I don't, I, I don't know I yeah we're just we're just guessing as right. here, but like. You know, just because of the way that it was shot, I'm like, this is very much a Spielberg movie. I, I don't know. It didn't. St- it didn't stick out for me in terms of style. Honestly, it very much felt like felt like a Steven Spielberg movie to me because what Spielberg manages to do in every movie I've ever seen, that's his, is he brings weight to things. Like a lot of other directors, you know, they have to have the character. It's just like, all right, look depressed as possible. That way, people feel the weight of what's going on. Yeah. Spielberg, he just knows what angle to come at. You can, he just knows exactly how to convey. It's just everything that is happening right now is very important, and, it's, it's and also, he can keep that up for an, an entire movie. Yeah, and not to say like the it, like it, it wasn't as well directed or anything because it, it's still like it, in presentation wise, it, it looks great. Uh, it just didn't, it didn't have like the the only reason I bring it up is for me, it didn't seem like the, uh, to have his specific stylings besides like a few people like like you said kind of the lighting was a was a big thing um i want to talk about characters for a second because i don't know if you guys necessarily had this problem at all besides like maybe the girl uh whose name is already escaping me artemis artemis yeah. uh she was really play. good um the others i didn't really connect with too much i don't feel like i know a lot about the main character um he kind of just seems like generic hero boy at least, like, you know, he didn't come off as, like, oh, he's just the super, super awkward guy or whatever. Like, the whole, the whole yeah. time just awkward. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, he's You're right. Kid. That was he's, a real relief. He, he wasn't, yeah. like, a full-on trope. 
yeah. by any means. Yeah, he, but, he avoided a lot of the. But he he there. also just he didn't have a lot of nuance, is what I think. Uh, my thing was. Well, that kind of sounds like exactly what they went for uh, when it's come to the entire Zelda series. Uh, the main creator of that has said multiple times the reason that Link doesn't speak. The reason that the character is just supposed to be a blank slate. Because you're supposed to project yourself on You're supposed to be able to project yourself. Like, the main character, that's real easy to project yourself on him. Especially, yeah, if you're, like, into video games and whatnot. It's like, okay, like, yeah, you're supposed to be that guy. Exactly. I mean, he himself, actually, if anything, he fit the trope way more of a video game main character. Sure. Then it's just like, hey, you know how your parents are dead and you're living with a relative? Uh Let's go with an aunt or uncle. Right. Yeah. And now you don't have a home to go back to, so right. there's nothing to do but be a hero. Right. Mr. Yeah. Luke Skywalker. He, he, that's true. Because the guy <laughs> had, like, okay, so, like, you know, his aunt died. Yeah. He didn't care. Like, yeah, yeah, there were, there was maybe care. five minutes, there was five minutes of screen time where they even, like, mention his family. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, I guess they're dead. Yeah, let's, let's continue this thing right now. Uh, he was he was already in the shit at that point, you know. He's not like, well, I guess I'm gonna stand here in the street and mourn. Yeah. After all, it's not like anyone's trying to kill me, which makes it really convenient for me to go through the grief process. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I guess I guess you can say like you know the um, his emotional state at the very very end of the movie. You know, he was you know in tears. Wasn't just from like this is like all over with. It could be like just everything culminating that he's gone yeah. through, like just kind of. Finally but just... even in the beginning, like his like being impoverished and like you know in the in the stacks and everything, like it doesn't seem to weigh as heavily on him. I in the beginning, I was starting to think of like you know uh, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, like he's supposed to be Charlie, mm. oh, um, yeah. and you feel it way more on Charlie than you do on this guy. Granted, I'm I'm comparing a ten out of ten movie to Ready Player One, but oh, like, are you saying there was no uh, scene where like the grandparents are in the bed like stewing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> the best part of the movie, but no, you're you're right though. Uh, Artemis, yeah, she well, she was pretty cool. Very um, good actor too. Very good actor, yeah. The yeah, like his other like kind of clan members, not clan members, whatever. Like yeah. you know, they're kind of like. Oh yeah, this kid like the eleven year old was like, oh this kid's like the coolest eleven year old ever. It's like, but I mean, was he? Was he was. He, yeah, he, he, had, he had two lines. I was like, what are you doing again? Like, what was he making well, so cool? I was gonna say he had like eight, and six of them were I'm eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, granted, they were funny, and the kid was cute and everything. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, no, like, uh, and yeah, like he hadn't really done anything much in game. Like they they showed him being like cool in like the opening scene. Yeah, but uh, was about like, it. Like, like, whoa, dude, you're the coolest eleven year old ever. Like, because he he exists in the video game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's he's in their group for a reason. I would assume right. at that point because the games existed since 2020 something. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like you know, in like they give you enough information to like where you know he's super skilled. Like no, nothing to nothing to warrant. Coolest eleven year old. Yeah, coolest ever. eleven year old. I I know some pretty cool eleven year olds. You chump. You know, so one thing I'm curious about when it comes to the fighting mechanics specifically of that game. Uh-huh. Everyone who's good at fighting, like it seems, to, it's all about what you're doing in the real world, right? Yeah. When he chooses the ninja character and he actually plays it. And he's doing crazy flips and making yeah, amazing... What is, yeah, what is he doing? Exactly how Well, mu- there's a rig. No, that's what I mean. How much is the video game taking over? Is he just thinking like, and this is where I'd flip if it was really me. And the game's like, flipping. I think I think there's a little bit of it because like you, you do a little bit of it yourself because there's like a rig. There's like a whole harness. Because yeah. like, they could jump up and everything. Well, but, like, for, yeah, some, that, for the- some people, they are just like bare knuckle brawling, right. right? Then you got like your Ninja Turtles who are out there... 
just breaking it down. It's like, okay, so you're telling me that there's that someone's actually dudes, doing that. Yeah, exactly. That are already that kick ass, and they're like, hey, you know the way that we ma- mastered martial arts and ninja skills? <laughs> Let's go do Why it don't we play video a video game? game as, well, because they want where just anyone else could just show up with a gun. Already in real life, they wanted to be. A, uh, they wanted to be Leonardo and you know Michelangelo and uh, all, all the. And obviously not the painters, but that would have been <laughs> hilarious if they were in the game. When they were well. also doing like ninja stuff. Uh, but yeah, and then that and is then what like, I would do. Well, yeah, okay. So like you, now we're now we're ninjas and stuff, but like we're not turtles. So then they went in the game to become turtles, dog. Guess. <laughs> we're doing way too much. Right. <laughs> but um, the other character, I like this kid. I like H. I knew from the very start when, like, you can tell there's an obvious voice changer on there. Like, she's that's gonna be a girl. And totally thought her name was Eight for the first half of the movie, but oh, I actually yeah. did too. I was too. Just like, Eight. Eight. Well, right. I was with you. I was <laughs> the main. They kept calling the main character Z, and I was like, why? Because like, there's a Z in the middle of his name. Bars Farzival. <laughs> Z. Yeah, makes sense. Hmm. Um, but oh, yeah, no, that that was probably the best character in the movie. Um, H was. No, the the girl was the best character. Really? Because I, I, I got it. The immediate bone I took when we finally did get to see Artemis's yeah. real person, uh, Samantha, not Sam. Yeah. Was you know you'll be disappointed when you meet me, and it's just like, all right, well, is she going to be that two hundred pound just like good er, point? Yeah, yeah, and then then she and turns then out to be gorgeous. Her. Yeah, and it's like. Oh, well, it turns out she's a hot chick. Like, from the behind, she's wearing a cardigan, I remember, on that first scene. And I was like, well, there you go. She's kind of short, short and a little bit chubby. I hope he sees past that. She seems like a nice character in the game. Yeah, then, and then, then she's, she's like, a hottie. And it's yeah. just like, oh, well, disappointed. And she's like, well, you see, I have a birthmark. I have it's a barely like, noticeable birthmark. Like, she has an L that just makes her skin a, a little pink L that goes across her eye. And all I could think is... Well, dude, I'm not a good person, and I think that's fine. I was like, dude, that's, that's cool. fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, this is me here. here. I am not exact. I wouldn't call myself a saint. I'm not the sweetest guy out there. Uh-huh. But I saw that, and I was like, that is tattoos. People have tattoos way more grotesque than that. Yeah. And they're proud of them. Yeah. Not that I'm against tattoos. I'm saying people like gory things. <laughs> I guess I guess I have like, I have like two more notes about like uh, characters. Like characters, characters, yeah. yeah. One kind of, I guess... Not minor, but like you know, it's very integrated. Uh, the um, Halliday guy. So he was. It was Mark Rylance playing that part, and I think Spielberg like really, really has like a love thing with that guy. Like he just, just loves that man. <laughs> like it. Like it just seems like the yes. last like because it, it was uh, what the BFG, and then before that was Bridge of Spies. That yeah. He was in. And now this right here, he's in. Um, and no, he was good. He was like he really was good. He was, yeah. he was really awkward. And he I was liked, genuine. I was yeah. the yeah. best part. It's like he didn't seem like an actor in. St- in the middle, like, he was so genuine that it made me stop and go, like, remember, he is an actor. Because he'd be talking in the middle, he'd be like, um, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And, um, but it's just like, okay, well, that's exactly what would happen. Right. I mean, not everyone has an entire writing force at their disposal <laughs> so they could sound as good as possible. That being said, I guess that character would have if he felt like it. And, like, you know, that's, I think I think that's just, like, Mark Rylance kind of plays that kind of character so well. Like, he was... I know Bridge of Spies, like he played like this like older character, you know, who was just like, oh yeah, you know, I, I actually I actually understand you, like you you aren't like some like mm-hmm. some evil character or whatever, you're like okay, you're actually like a person. The other one is our bad guy, you know, you got to have a good villain in a movie. Yeah, you know? Ben whatever his last name is supposed to be pronounced, I can't pronounce it. Uh, he, like he was a bad guy in Rogue One. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what which, I knew him from. 
Yeah, I was trying to think, like, what is it? This guy looks so familiar. But, oh, yeah, Rogue One, yeah. Mr. Incredible, you mean? Black hair? Yeah, the guy who choked on his aspirations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Response to hit. <laughs> he, he was kind of, like, um... As far as like villains go, like he was like what I was expecting, you know, from like a, he's a business guy. He's not actually yeah. his hands Cookie dirty. cutter, evil businessman. Yeah. Except he didn't shoot the guy at the end. He, he, didn't, he, he, did, he did, never yeah. shot anybody. While yeah. on that point, were you guys also just dumbfounded when police showed up at the end? It's like, you guys have police? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where have they been this entire movie? <laughs> guys, we just had an explosion happen. We had, I guess they did say no one's going to care about the stacks. It's kind of like, yeah. okay, I guess I get it. Like yeah. Detroit basically now. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I mean, Columbus, Ohio, being the population point of the entire world, that's interesting to think of. And also, the company IOIO, I thought was kind of funny because it kind of. It was IOI. IOI? Yeah. It's close. Yeah, that was it. IOI. It's all good. Made me think of Ohio each time. I'm just like, oh, they chose that as the location <laughs> very specifically. They were trying to find an H in there. Should have dropped an upside down four. <laughs> so uh, probably there's two scenes that really there were plenty of low points in the movie for me um but like there were two scenes that like brought it way up uh it was the race scene like the first time going through that was uh, super cool that was very fun and surprise surprise they had a great soundtrack for it too yeah uh then of course the the time when they put them in the shining <laughs> yep <laughs> that was like I, there were like little there were like little nuggets especially like just for people who like who who get into the shining like just seeing the room two three uh two three seven two yeah, three four two three seven oh um, uh, yeah like seeing like you know everybody like if you've seen the shining you know exactly like, what's about to happen, happen like here's like two, two little girls are like no 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 don't go towards the elevator oh no, no okay this is there's a blood part Okay, don't go to that woman. That woman's okay. That woman's freaking creepy. Yeah. Go to, oh no. Um, well, you're say you say that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do say, it. Say I was, I, I've seen it like for the first time recently. Uh, but there was a lot of tequila involved, and I definitely didn't catch the last forty-five minutes. Uh, so. Yeah, everyone next to me in the theater is just like, oh, 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 like as soon as they showed the room number, I'm like, all right, well, I'm sure that's significant to the movie. And then the gasps around me confirmed it. I was like, all right, you know, as soon as it's the little girls, which, come on, you don't have to have seen The Shining. Like, yeah. you could have only seen the first season of Family Guy and you would get what that reference is about. Right. I mean, that that's just been done. Now, the blood in the elevator, I don't know if that is true to the movie and then yeah. like... The zombie in the bathroom? They're like, yep. well, that's not in The Shining. And I'm just like... It kind of sort of is. Kind of. I thought it was. And then the giant in the maze. And I'm just like, giant in the maze? Nope. No, no, no. no. <laughs> then they start saying, yeah, that wasn't... I was like, okay, good. I, mean, I need to get that one done. Right. I like the... When they're getting chased by like the axe, uh, Jack Nicholson basically character yeah. for a second there. Like, oh, that's cool. And then like he kind of shows up a little bit. In there, like you just kind of see like uh, parts, movements, or whatever. But actually, yeah. I was hoping that was like I was hoping there'd be like a fully like rendered uh, Jack, Jack Nicholson, Nicholson. It, like or just have Jack Nicholson now play that part. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have to lose like two hundred pounds. Um, yeah, but before we leave the topic of that though, all the bad guys because you know that was the bad guy's strength. Not only that they were willing to kill you in the real world, yeah, but they had way superior numbers. And that is one of my favorite developments we've had in the last decade, uh, especially with streamers for games. Mm -hmm. Horror video games, I think, are the most impressive thing when someone can actually make it through 
because I know I've played one or two, and my friend has a really nice VR set, bought a game, we barely ever play it, because with any movie, no matter how scary it is, with the actual Shining, you're going to make it through to the end if you don't leave the room, if you don't turn off the TV. Yeah. In a horror video game, you actually have to persevere. You have to will yourself to keep moving. Yeah. If you set down that controller and just let your nerves take over, you're getting nowhere with it. Yep. So as far as that being part of the process to receive one of the keys, I thought that was ingenious. And when you yeah. got to see just the room of people freaking out in the Shining building, that was gold. Because like, yeah, that would completely trip you up if... Ugh. You got to be something more than just brave to make it through there. Yeah. I have one more note on this movie, which is that it's given me something that I've been wanting for a long, long time just because it's super dorky and I'm just so excited for it. I got to see Mecha Godzilla versus a Gundam, and then yeah. they had dun 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 dun. Yeah, dun, 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 I was going to bring that up like before that, the non spoilers, and I was like, nope, we part. can't do it yet. And I was just like, yes, yes. Gundam. That they did the Gundam right, just respect. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, it, it looked perfect. I was like, that's exactly what I wanted. And we had a good like full and on CG uh, Mecha Godzilla too. Oh, Which yeah. didn't that just have you looking forward to? Like we already know we got the whole Monster of Island. All yeah. that stuff is coming I up. Really and I really hope that uh, Mecha Godzilla shows up in the actual Godzilla. Movie. Yes. If yeah. Mecha Godzilla looks, <laughs> if the Mecha Godzilla looks that good, then he's gonna be great. I right. mean, that thing put up a real fight. That is. Not even in a Godzilla movie, the best Mecha Godzilla that we've ever seen. Yeah, hands I mean, down. The second one had a great, great Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> you know, I, I like when it's like nice, uh, those nice rubber suits and cardboard that they're wearing. <laughs> yeah, that way you're just like, oh, 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 oh wait, 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 wait. No, it's not real. It's, it's not just real. a costume. It's, <laughs> it's just a old Japanese man who's probably going on a smoke break five minutes after this shot, <laughs> <laughs> or you know, during the shot, who knows. <laughs> Oh, I wish you said that one louder. <laughs> I bet that is how they made steam. Just, just let... smoke a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. you know Don't they had the guys on the scene too long, and they're just like smoking inside. They're, they're, they're hot like, Are you their doing costumes. that? <laughs> no, it's like, well, keep it up. I guess I don't. I don't know. Smoke more. Um, uh, final Jamie ratings for this movie. Uh, let's go from Chris to Cantu to me. Um, I give it eight. I'm going with a full ten on that one. I. That movie was amazing. I have no gripes. I'm going with a six. Uh, definitely on the positive side of the scale. Um, I don't know that I'll watch it again. Very, yeah, very entertaining. Bye, everybody. listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoy the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com.